So let's talk about this traveling bottle you got of this Maker's Mark. I Marcus, you're presume... not going to sit here and try to persecute me for, because I carry an emergency bottles of Maker's Mark in my bag at all times. I asked for like just we a little bit of something to drink while we record this. And why does this man pull out a full-on little Maker's Mark bottle? Well, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to sit here and allow you to attack me. Life you know what my be, life is like? Yeah, It must be hard. Yeah, yeah. so I always keep one on hand. Because it, you never know when you're going to just need a pick-me-up. That's the sign of a true alcoholic, babe. Well, maybe. We're going to need an intervention. Call me what you want. <laughs> Call me what you want. Say what you need. Okay? What are we talking well, about today? Don't drink off none of my shit moving forward. I already took his drink, and right. it's so nasty. Right. Like, Maker's Mark is so this is not, nasty. It's not for kids. It's this not. is for grown people. <laughs> so understand that. It's for grown people. definitely grown, man. Anyways, we have too much to talk about this week, so let's go ahead and get on with the show. Uh, roll the intro. Here we go. Takes his little sip of whatever it is in this traveling whatever, bag. You've already had a sip. You've been sipping enough. So. Bag lady. Yeah. Okay. So we can recap. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get into it. So what did you do this? Well, I know what you did this weekend. Tell the listeners what you did this weekend. Child, the best, one of the best weeks of my life. I know that's um, right. Out of the country. She's international, Stella darling. Stella got a groove back <laughs> last weekend. Sure did. We ended up going to the Bahamas, so we went a cruise. Right. We're on a cruise with Norwegian. Um, the funny thing, or the gag though, is is that we were supposed to be going to Cuba, and like four days before our cruise, um, Donald Trump, Donald J. Trump, <laughs> yeah, Donald J. Cash and Trump checks, right? A Trump check. Trump checks. Donald Trump decided to cancel all travel to Cuba. He said not today. He said not, and not ever. tomorrow, and not ever. So. Pretty much took all the cruise lines by surprise. They were scrambling to like reroute our trip and figuring out whether or not we were still going. Yeah, it's crazy. And so then we ended up going and we ended up island hopping and we went to three different islands, including a private island, and then stayed a couple of days in Miami. Praise God. It was a nice trip. It was very fun. Um, Relaxing, what you needed. Yes, it okay. was. It was. I, I, you know, and you know what was even funnier is I said this to somebody while I was back at work this week. This is the like I cannot even tell you the last time I've taken a week long vacation. Oh wow! Like it's been at least four or five years. Okay, I've always coupled it with like a weekend or like a Monday or yeah. a Friday, but like I can't tell you the last time I've taken a week long vacation. Well, I'm glad you had that, especially after last week we were talking about. Work-life balance and, right. and all of those things. Now so. we just need to schedule your vacation. You know what? We really do. Oh, my gosh. Like it's one. it's And you know what? It's getting crazier. And I felt like me talking about it on the podcast last week really, <laughs> really Jinx up you? the ante yeah. for this past weekend. And so mm-hmm. um, it was a crazy work weekend, which it wasn't supposed to be. I had a 
a full weekend thing full of things that I plan to do. One of those being the color run. Mm-hmm. So I ran a 5K this past Saturday. And when I say ran, you. let's say... No, you ran. Don't I, you, I did short, run. Don't you shortchange yourself. You I, ran, ran I ran most of it. You ran. Some of it. Some of it. I ran a lot of it. Okay? You didn't run up. You made a right. roll down. Right. So I ran a lot of it. But if you could have seen me on this 5K... So, number one, the color run is, if you don't know what it is, I'm sure, please look it up, but they have different runs all over the country, and it's basically, you run a 5K, and you are being, um, you have, like, different stages of the race where you're being thrown with colors, Mm -hmm. and so you get, like, you know, powder colors thrown on you, and it's really fun, and then there's a big party afterwards, Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's super fun, but with this one, I was in the 5K, and I'm running, and I have my phone with me and I'm kind of like using it to do music and things like that. And I get right. And so I get a emergency work text Oh God! <laughs> and it's like, OMG, what do I do at this moment? Um, and so I'm trying to like, I'm staying in the run, mm-hmm. but I'm also like handling business. <laughs> so I like literally hopped on the phone, headphones in, hopped on the phone while I'm running. And so I'm like running through this 5K, trying to figure out how to solve the solution. People are throwing powder in my face. I have, I'm going between mute and talking so that people don't hear the loud music and people cheering me on in the 5K. It was a mess. It was a scene out of a movie, literally. And like once we got to the party, the solution still wasn't solved. So like I had to like nuzzle myself in between like two big inflatables to try to, to help, like, get on like, the phone. to get on the phone and like muffle the music. It was so crazy, Marcus. Like when I tell you, I'm definitely going to be following suit and do a vacation soon because I need one. I'm giving you like an old care package of like traveling alcohol bottles. And like, the, so and many, you see why I need so these with me at all times because <laughs> it get it gets ridiculous. And you know, my friends were really great sports about it. They were, you know, they were super understanding. It was like, hey, I get it. You have to work. You have to work. But it definitely put like a damper on their turn up too. So I felt kind of bad about that. Mm-hmm. But um, but I did finish the race and I am going to be looking for my next 5K soon. So, nice. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Um, the other so, uh, weekend activity we actually did together. We reunited Sunday. <laughs> we and that did. was beautiful. We did. We went to um, a pop-up in the West Loop. The Louis Vuitton. Yes, with Virgil... Abla. Abla. Is that how you pronounce his last Abla. name? Abla, something like I that. I don't know. And this might be offensive the way I'm... This, Probably. This, so just say it right yeah, gonna, Just say it correctly. Yeah, A-B-L-O-H. A-B-L-O-H. I think it's yeah, something like Abla. I think it's Abla. Like but no, it was actually pretty cool. It was a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be, but it was unique. It was different. Yep. Um, had a good time. We took some good photos. I staged a really beautiful photo. Please get yourself over to Trenton Rashad on Instagram and like the photo, uh, my, my last post. I staged a really beautiful photo with the entire group. Come on, creative um, director. Yeah, it was, I had to be very strategic because you had to be like in two lines at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was working with one other person who saw my vision. I, we didn't necessarily... <laughs> the photographer. We didn't know, yeah, the person who ended up taking our photo, he saw my vision. And I was like, sir, I don't know your name. I don't know who you are, but you saw what I was trying to accomplish. And you made that come alive on the camera. My only qualm with that is that I wish he wouldn't have taken it at an angle. I wish he would have taken it like straight on. Okay. And I think that would have been really dope. But it was still a cute photo. Hey, I was cute. It was so cool. that's what's important. Um, but yeah, we did that. And then we <laughs> ended up at like second story and... And moving on. 
And moving on. No, I think you know what. No, no, no. Let's just move on. And moving on. And we're gonna, we're gonna, on. we're gonna come back to that. So all of our listeners who listen regularly, please bookmark this moment yes. in the in in the podcast because we will come and we're gonna talk about this one day. I want to get the we entire group right. We need to every, talk every about party the here. Every participant. Um, participatory party needs to be in we're, we're gonna go through all yeah. of the antics that were sunday <laughs> evening um, but everything's fine now so that was the weekend recap all right well let's yeah, go yeah. on and get into our newest segment we like it Woo child. i feel like we sound like um georgina and esther from key and peel that's where i'm getting <laughs> well i'm getting um two snaps prayers. in a circle oh men on film yes, yes men on film. film i love it that's what I'm getting with men on film. Yes. Um, all right. So what we're going to do for this segment, we're going to ping pong back and forth, um, giving our woo childs. And I will start off with our first woo child. Okay. Woo child of Trump not apologizing to the Central Park Five oh, after I they've been that. exonerated. And he had a press conference this past week talking about, oh, well, there were people on both sides, that both sides, both sides who did wrong. Yeah. Like DNA evidence, dude, like... They didn't do it. And he was like, oh, well, they admitted to it. <laughs> they didn't da, da, do da, 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 it. Like, do just, not know how you know, this works. Like, mm, I don't... And you can't be totally blind, Donald. Like, you can't be totally blind to the fact. And I think that he knows he's well within... He was wrong here. But I think he... He's trying to probably, save face. Yeah, as being president, there's some things that you that you don't think that you have to do um, right. in his case. And for all intents and purposes, the reason why people are asking him to apologize is because after the Central Park Five got um, convicted, yeah. or I guess, or maybe before the trial, he, yeah, he took out a full-page ad in like the yeah. New Yorker or something like that calling for their... Um, to get the execution. Yeah, I mean, he, he was real. I mean, he was really um, adamant and really vocal. And if you had, if you watch the actual um, uh, Netflix uh, piece, the miniseries that is on Netflix, you will see Donald Trump heavily featured in there as being a huge proponent of bringing these boys to justice or what mm -hmm. he thought would be justice. Right. And so, um, because he played such a huge part in that back then, and then that that's kind of been relived through the new um, Ava DuVernay piece from Netflix. That's why the pressure was put on him to now come forward and apologize, as so many have already done. Right. Um, but not Donald. But not Donald. Not our friend Donald. So. Uh, but yes, definitely. Oh, gosh. That was crazy. Ooh, child yeah. to that. All right. Well, got? moving it back. So bringing it back to uh, Val Victorian's part two. I think this could be its own segment, to be oh, honest. <laughs> right. Um, when so, valedictorians go back. Right. When keeping it real <laughs> go goes right. right. Or goes so, right. Yeah, goes right. Um, so in San Diego, um, we, had the we had the situation last week in Dallas, but now in San Diego, a valedictorian most definitely put her whole school on blast. Um, I'll say the faculty and staff on blast in her valedictorian speech. Um, and that has definitely made waves all throughout the country. So wait, wait, was this a speech that she did in front of like the whole student body at graduation? Everyone at graduation. Ooh, so this child. was at graduation Ooh, on, on the football field over the loudspeaker, okay, and there was no cutting off. Ooh, so child. there was no principal to say cut, cut the cameras, cut the mics. There was no one to say that, and so she was basically um, able to her say own that. Devices. And I think that that also brings me to another point between like San Diego and like freedom of speech, and then like Dallas in the Bible Belt and South. Yeah, so like that <laughs> that piece of censorship. But I mean, guys, she was she was she really saying? laying it out there. So some of the things that she said, one of the first things I remembered when I was kind of I was listening to the speech, like, oh, 
okay, this is nice. Mm -hmm. She was like, I want to thank my counselor because you taught me how to fend for myself. She was Mm -hmm. like, your unavailability to meet with me at any point of my college search really showed me how to make things happen for myself. She was like to the <laughs> front. <a> yes. <laughs> she was like she was like to the front office who um, taught me resourcefulness because you would try to notify me about scholarships the day that they were due. Taught me really how to work in the 25th hour to make things happen. <laughs> That's she was a like, read. Come on, what like, else you got? She was like to the teacher who showed up um, inebriated multiple days of school. You taught me about the effects of alcoholism and how not to go down that road. Come on, like, come she on. Went in. Come on. Okay, I'm gonna need to see she this. She went in, and it's so funny. You know, I work with kids, and I right. brought this to them, and I was like, "What do you guys think? Like, do you think that this was the right way to do it, the wrong way to do it?" But uh, what did they say? Well, you know, the students I work with felt like that. It might not have necessarily been the best tactic, but it accomplished what it needed to get accomplished. Um, That there are eyes on the situation. And if there is a student that is noticing this, there might be things in the school system. As we know, as you know, we've all been through high school. There are things that go untouched and unsaid. And um, the idea of being a, a, a kid in high school and that whole idea of like hush up kid and like adultism. Right. So, you know. Although it might not have been the best situation, all of my students I work with thought that she accomplished what she needed to get accomplished. Absolutely. And sometimes you don't you don't have the luxury of the best time, right? Um, in order to kind of change things that you want to see. And at the end of the day, she was a valedictorian, so she was clearly doing something right. Clearly, clearly. But when I tell you, Mama came and gave it to them. Shout it was a her. it complete it was a complete mic drop moment for sure. sure. So kudos to you. Ma'am, um, I think her name is Natalie uh, in San Diego. So get it, girl. Kudos, Natalie. Um, my next Wu child goes out to, and honestly, I'm I'm trying to figure out who I'm going to give it to, but it's the whole Whoopi Goldberg versus Bella Thorne uh, situation. Shame on you, Whoopi. Now, <sighs> shame on you. <laughs> She was outside. Oh, you mad, huh? Yeah, she no, she's upset. mad, mad. And Whoopi's <laughs> like, mad. child, I'm not. Whoopi didn't even respond, did she? she? Not yet. Okay, I, I was looking all week. I was like, is she going to respond? Not yet. I haven't seen it. So basic, basically, what happened was, so Bella Thorne, she's an actress. She was on that show called Shake It Up on Disney Channel with Zendaya. Um, she was had she's on tour. I guess she's on some type of book tour or something like that. And she had been, I guess, dealing with harassment from some unknown individual who was threatening to leak some of her nudes. And so, in right. order to get in front of the problem, she, she said, decided to leak them I herself. Myself. Um, and so then Whoopi Goldberg, she was on the View, obviously, and she got on there and basically she said that kids nowadays. You have to know that there are always going to be consequences for your actions. So if you take nudes, there's going to be a chance that those nudes are going to be leaked. Exactly. And I guess people didn't like that, and Bella Thorne didn't like that, and was got on Instagram tears, and was put on a show. Boo-hooing. Academy. Oscar-nominated performance. Yeah, I don't know. That might have been MTV movie. (laughs) MTV movie award. (laughs) But she got on and was like, Whoopi, shame on you. How dare you uh, speak down to women like that? And, you know, if I wanted to go on a show and let older women uh, belittle me and shame me for... That was shady. That was very shady. Um, And and shame me for, for, you know, loving my body and my sexuality and stuff like that. And she was like, well, I don't feel comfortable coming on The View anymore, so I'm canceling my opinion. 
parents and da 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 da. And so the debate is who's right in this situation, or is anybody right in the situation? Oh, okay, I will go ahead. say I have to agree with Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> I'm sorry, I might get flack for this, but I don't flack. think Whoopi was shaming her, and I don't think Whoopi was trying to chastise her. I don't think her. that that was the intention, no. She was just being very realistic. It's 2019. Things get hacked all the time. We know this. This is a tale as old as time. If you are willing to take nudes and be in the position that you are in, then you run the risk of those nudes either being hacked, stolen. Hell, look at Iggy Azalea. Just had that happen to her, and she was on a professional shoot. So yeah. you taking some photos on a phone to send to whoever... Come on. Yeah, it's tough because I think one of the things you have to think about is that Whoopi for sure comes from the old school. Absolutely. And the old school way of doing things. Absolutely. And while while people are celebrities and while people may be in the public eye, they are still young. They're still young adults. They're still kids. They have to go through these levels and they have to go through these bits of like expression and self-discovery and things like that. And so it's one thing to say, you know, you can't do this or you shouldn't do this. Um, but I think where Bella kind of maybe took issue with Whoopi was that, you know, there was no counter argument of like we, how we should respect how we should be. Um, I get that, you know, of like, or the idea of like empowerment of Mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, applauding Bella, and maybe that's what she was hoping to get. Right. If there was any kind of like flip side to Whoopi's argument, but it was mm-hmm. for me, it came off Whoopi's argument came off as very one sided of like, don't that's why you can't do this. You can't, well, it's not necessarily that you can't, you definitely can't. You just have to be, you careful. have the power to right. do that. You can do right. whatever you want with Absolutely. your body, your you body. can take photos with you know, with whatever that you want, mm-hmm. but understanding what may come right. with it is the, is the added piece. And I think the I, I think the reason why I wasn't too phased about it is because I feel like Whoopi was speaking from a place of like any black mama would like speak right. like give it to you. Like, like I no said, she's nonsense. from the old school. Yeah. So I mean she reminded me of my parents. This is very no nonsense like, well you did that. So I mean now like this is what's going this is what could happen, you know? Yeah. It's that very no nonsense. And you know, as and many black households and stuff like that, you know, you're not coddled. You know, you're, it's, it's very, <laughs> no, yeah. it's very like to the point and, yeah. you know, like with every action, there is a equal and opposite reaction. Yeah. And know? there's a consequence. And, right. So and a consequence that. that. And so I get, but I get your argument about, you know, if Whoopi could have said what she said and then said, you know, good on you, Bella, for like stepping in front of this and doing that. But baby. Like you got to be careful in right. the future, you know. You can't. You got. You 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 just. You should be very careful. I don't even say you can't, but like you got to be very careful. About yeah, and stuff like that. I get that. But yeah, so that's where I kind of left it at. But I mean, right. we'll see. I don't even know if Whoopi will. And she might and not. And honestly, like, I don't think she I'm should. I'm not worried about that, Chad. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Bella did cancel her appearance she to did. the View. Her upcoming appearance to the View. And they lost we'll no sleep. They're like, we're not worried. So <laughs> I don't even know if she has anything coming out. But that book. What book? What is right. Moving okay. on. Moving on. So on to we're moving to Atlanta. So Real House Housewives of Atlanta star Portia Williams. Um, it's been reported that she has broken up with her fiance Dennis McKinley. Okay, and this is just right after baby PJ Portia's uh, child was born. So I think maybe three months ago. Uh, they had the baby, and now we're seeing that there might be a potential breakup. 
Tale Are you oldest, surprised? Tale as old as time, a baby does not fix relationships. Yeah. And I don't even know if it's coming from that point. I think that Portia got what she needed and she's moving on. She wanted a baby? I think she... No, she didn't want a baby. So if you watch the... If you watch the uh, seasons as I have, I am a... I'm a R-H-O-A stan. Okay. And Portia has been wanting a child for quite some time. She was actually about to have a kid with some random dude that she had met, um, mm-hmm. that she had got reacquainted with. It was about to have him like sign a contract. Mm-hmm. She didn't want him to have like any parental rights or anything like that. So she's been wanting a child for quite some time. So she's been trying to keep up with Kenya. I think so. Or just stay on the show. I'm not okay. I'm not or exactly sure what the motive is. Right. I need a storyline. Um okay. but now that she has the child, it seems that her and Dennis may be calling it quits. I can't say that I am surprised with a lot of this. How long were they together? I think eight months total. Okay. I think I think it's been like <laughs> I think it was like a total of eight months. It may have been a little longer, like actually. 10 months maybe. Or um, like and that? the engagement. No, I'm, what I'm thinking is actually they were together for like a year. But engaged. But the engaged for, was, was eight for eight months. months. Okay. And you know, it's sad to see because now it's really making you understand like all of this is a game to them. Yeah. All this is a game. You're bringing lives into this world. Chess pieces on the board. Right. You are. This is a. This is an actual human. This is not a storyline. This is not. Um. I need a. I need a special. I need a Bravo or a special spin-off. or a spinoff. Yeah. Like this is. This is really crazy. And so it's. It's really tough to see. And I think that there are some guys that get hurt through this. I think Dennis might be actually a little hurt. When you go back and look at it, was Dennis known for anything, or is he just like a unknown? So, um, he was—he's known in Atlanta, so he's oh, like an entrepreneur. He it. has like a couple of businesses, makes some celebrity. money. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I like poor poor Dennis. He's fallen into the same trap as our uh, friend Chris Humphreys had. Um, as, but they didn't have a baby though. They didn't have a baby, but that big ass wedding was—I mean—that yeah. could have supported a okay. child from birth to. <laughs> Uh, college. Yeah, through college. <laughs> um, as much money they spent on that wedding. That's true. But, you know, falling in those same veins as all of those uh, those pawns of reality TV uh, that have come before him, mm-hmm. um, it's really unfortunate. So, I don't know. They haven't made any um, statements publicly mm-hmm. about this. There's been not. There's been some following and unfollowing. And who knows? By the time that filming comes back around, they might be back together. Or it could be a part of the show they already filmed. It totally could be. So taking a page out of the Kardashians playbook. Woo child. Uh, uh, my last woo child is just something I've been seeing on Twitter a lot recently. It's all of these threads talking about oh body positivity thread, drop your photos, or I'm shit. in the gym thread, drop your photos, or brown eyes thread, drop your photos, or no, good legs, shit. drop your photos. I'm just really tired. There was one on there the other day that was just talking about I just wanted to start a body positive thread, but it was this guy who was in like amazing shape and was like, so drop your photos, Chill. and like people were clowning him like. Dude, like this is not body positivity, right? And you know, everybody dropping their photos were people with abs or in like great shape or girls with like big booties Please. and stuff like that. I'm just, I'm very, very tired, very, very tired. Now, I may have bookmarked a couple of those threads, but Same. that's besides the point. That's not the point. The point is, is that that's why can't everybody just 
be themselves. You don't need to drop your photos to prove anything to anybody. Just be you on Twitter uh, and do you. Like, it don't make no sense to me. That is... Okay, so my question is, is that were there other people that were dropping photos oh, in there that may not have necessarily fit the mold? Well, you of... had to, like, scroll all the way down. Like, the first... If I was scrolling on my phone, like the first ten scrolls were all like people, like very in shape, well okay. taken care of people, and then you started seeing the people as actually like, okay, let's promote body, body positive positivity. Okay, but were they getting like love? Or were they getting flat? Not as much as the other people. Yeah. So I mean, like again, I just think it's one of those things where like you just want to be seen, like you just need an excuse to like drop your and cute don't put photos. it under the guise of body right. positivity or, just or celebration. Like, and it'll be so random, like drop your photos if you got cute braids like mine, what? or drop your photos if you got green shoes. It's just like real no, trivial. Let's and just childish drop stuff. this whole movement, right? Let's drop this thread altogether. Yeah, let's not do this. So yeah, it's a woo child for me on that. <laughs> All right, so the last one for me Ooh, is our child. girl, Cardi B. She going to jail, y'all. Oh, my gosh. So, guys, Cardi B has been indicted by a grand jury um, after her arrest in October for a bar fight that resulted in her throwing, I think, a bucket, a bucket of ice on, uh, those twins? A, on a pair of bartender girls. Yeah, that were, bartender I, girls. Yeah, bartender ladies, women, um, who were <laughs> so basically shady. accused of having kind of some... One of them had some kind of connection with Offset. Yeah. Um, and so after that, uh, she was arrested, but then went to court uh, just a few days ago. And it seems as though the exact charges have not come out. Um, and so she'll be arraigned on June 25th. But mm. it seems like this could be, you know, this could have to pump the brakes on Cardi for a little bit. Well, I mean, like she if she's indicted by a grand jury, that means she's going to trial. So that's yeah, that's unless she pleads really guilty and tries to get like house arrest or community service or something. If she's going to challenge this, she's going to trial. I mean, she's definitely going to challenge it because she was offered a plea deal, which uh, she rejected. Which she refused. Okay, yeah, yeah, she I rejected so. the pl pl uh, plea deal. Mm -hmm. um, and now it seems as though that this is kind of, this is going to go to the next level. Uh, it's really unfortunate. Cardi, who's a mom that has a lot going on right now. I mean, what are your thoughts? What do you think? Fame doesn't solve everything. You still got to be cognizant and aware of how you treat people and how your actions are. And regardless of, I mean, this, I'm, I think this took place early on in her career, so she hadn't like popped as much as she has now. But still, I mean, like, you got to look towards the future. My thing is this: even when she was getting um, a little bit more shine and things like that, her her behavior really wasn't changing. If you remember right, her thing true. with Nikki at the Met Ball, like yeah. there's some things that you have to be able to like protect that brand, protect that money. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to kind of put some things into perspective and into place. Yeah, and so I agree. my question is who is in Cardi's corner and making sure that she's like a bunch of yes men. And that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I would have took that plea deal sis, because this right. could be potentially really damaging. I wonder what the plea deal was. Um, I'm not know? sure exactly what the plea deal was. Do they say what um, she could be facing if charged or convicted? No, I would, the plea deal would have granted her, um, a conditional discharge, but she would have had to plead guilty to a misdemeanor. Right. Okay. And so with these, I mean, I think these are going to be like felony charges. Oh, really? Uh, of these, what? Like assault, assault and battery or something? Yeah. Okay. Um, so Ooh. I think that that could be what she's going to be looking at. Now, we'll see um, exactly what comes from this. But, oof. 
Ooh, child. Ooh, child. <laughs> That's a serious I'm, ooh, yeah, child. I'm going to say a prayer. <laughs> That's a ooh, ooh, child. I'm going to say a prayer. And Cardi, baby, if you get locked up, I'll be the first one to come and put something on your books. Okay? Not me. <laughs> all right. Well, is that all we've got for Woo Child? That's all we have. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. All right. We'll be right back, guys. I need a refill. Welcome back. Well, we've getting into our next segment here, um, which is another new segment that we've started. It's called Spill. And Trent did last week's Spill segment. What was yours on last week again? Family. Family, okay. Well, Moving back from home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, my Spill this week is going to be about insecurities. Okay. We all have them. We all face them. Some suffer from them more than others. But I just mm. wanted to talk about it for a moment because I feel like as of recently, or I don't want to say as of recently, but just this year alone, like I've dealt with my fair share of insecurities and dealing with um, job insecurities or relationship okay. insecurities and sometimes even friendship insecurities. Mm. And so I just want to know what your general thoughts are. And then I'll kind of get into what I'd be a little bit more specific about each category um, I, what I'm talking about, but just what are your overall thoughts about like having an insecurity in one of these areas? I think depending on exactly what the insecurity is, um, it has the potential to go one or two ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some insecurities can be healthy and can motivate you to want to change things okay. um, about yourself that you've been wanting to change. Um, so like for instance, like me, I've definitely had insecurities about my appearance and want to change my physique and things like that and that's really motivated me to want to be more active and do things um and so that for me has been kind of like a positive it's been a healthy insecurity right. that's helped you know Something motivate you me to do things about. now yeah. with that being said i know that there are a lot of people and I've been in this boat too, where that insecurity has manifested into something that becomes an obsession mm-hmm. and gets really unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that you have to, it's okay to acknowledge those insecurities, but you have to be able to keep them in check to a point where it doesn't manifest itself into something that takes over your complete psyche and changes your, your you know, your insides, your self-esteem, that kind of thing. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. And a good example that I have, right, for a job insecurity. So I know last week when we were talking about imposter syndrome and stuff like that, and I was saying, you know, like, I feel very confident about what I do or what I know how to do, but my insecurity comes from what do I want to do? And like, Mm. how do I get it done? Because I feel like sometimes I get stuck in a spot where I, you know, I do like the bare minimum and I can't, necessarily put my thumb on what I know I should be doing because bills got to be paid because of things Mm -hmm. like that. And so I'm very, I get, I feel like I get insecure sometimes about stepping out and like really, really going for again, what I was doing before. And I feel like I've kind of strayed away from that. Like stuff just being on, like for instance, being on camera. Okay. Like that's how I got my start and I did that for a while. And then I made the switch over to like online stuff and we're still on camera, but I've slowly shifted away from that. And I feel very insecure about sometimes I'll see people that are like, that I know that are like doing things that I know I could do and do well. And like, they've gotten those opportunities and it's made me feel very insecure about where I am at my place and where I am at my place currently job, like career wise. 
And so I think that's a little bit of an insecurity of mine. Does that make sense? Uh, I, I feel like I get exactly where you're coming from. This is not the first time you and I have talked about this. Right, right. And I think, like like I said, that, that to me, Marcus, is a motivator. Yeah, yeah. That's a motivator for you to get up and go do what it is that you know you're supposed to be doing or what you could be doing. Um, but at the same vein of that, you have to make, you have to keep that in check to make sure that it's not manifested in itself into something of jealousy, right. envy, you know, or right. getting down, you know, so making Agreed. sure that you kind of keep it, um, you know, keep it at a standstill of where you think it's going to be a, a healthy motivator for you and allow yourself to acknowledge that and not necessarily try to put it out of your mind or, or you know, just mm-hmm. kind of dismiss it. Right. I think sometimes it can get a little overwhelming because you're like, gosh, well, I know what I want to do, but like, how do I get there? How do I even start? Like, what does this mean? Like, do I, do I make a rash decision right now and just kind of blow up everything? Or do I, you know, try to pace myself out a little bit and try to steadily step my way back into, you know, what I need? Definitely pace yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Been there, done that, that other one. (laughs) So yeah, no rash decisions. Been there, done that. Let's pace ourselves and make sure that we're, you know, creating a plan and reaching out to your network, reaching out to your um, what I love to call board of directors. Right. Um, and so, you know, I see myself as an LLC and I have a board of directors mm-hmm. that manages and um, I consult with before we make any big moves. Um, there is a level of governance that comes with being Trenton Rashad and the brand that is Trenton Rashad. Come and on, so brand. I just can't necessarily make a decision on my own. Right. Always like I'm always having to check in and listen to those small voices inside my head and outside mm-hmm. my head. Um, to make sure that, you know, I'm doing things in a way that's going to be, um, that I'm going to be able to wake up to tomorrow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. Um, another insecurity. Let's talk about relationship wise. I know this okay. is an interesting one. One of my insecurities, and granted, I've not told you know about this yet. Okay. So when he hears Uh-oh. this, he's probably going to be like, <laughs> Child, let me get another sip. <laughs> so he's yeah. going to hear this for the first time, too. One of my insecurities in my relationship is that my significant other um, is, a, is a very attractive person. And okay. um, he gets compliments all of the time. And okay. like, you know, when you go out in public and stuff like that, especially at certain events, you could tell when like people are staring at your significant other and mm-hmm. stuff. And so one of my insecurities is like, and this is bad to say, but like, how do I measure up to that? You mm. know, and, and more so of a sense of, well, do I, do I think I look as good as this person does? Or why am I not getting huh. as much attention as said other person? And so that's, that's a little bit of an insecurity of mine because sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm the shit, like I've got it going on. And then sometimes we're like, he's getting all of the attention and it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm just, you know, I'm going to go sit over here in the that's corner and do that. Um, and so that's that's an insecurity of mine that I've, I, it hasn't been an ongoing one, but just one as of lately that has kind of reared its ugly head in my mind yeah that's definitely that comes as a surprise to me now why do you say that um i I, it comes as a surprise just because i don't necessarily um you don't strike me as someone that would have that type of insecurity yeah yeah 
Um, it's very superficial. Let me say that because it's all about looks. But I think from and let me give you. So an you're example. saying you Aisha Curry? You want somebody to holler at you, <laughs> Aisha? I was totally about to use that example Child. too. But like, here's for an example. So say we were to go to like a festival or um, go to the Pride Parade or yep. something like that, and you know we're walking down the street and. Um, your significant other is like turning a lot of heads or like people make it a point to like make it a beeline to go over and talk to said person and stuff like that and don't really pay you no mind or pay you any attention. It kind of it kind of makes you feel a certain way. You are know these I mean? people who actually know your significant other? Or- some that do and some that are just random. Hmm. That's interesting. And then it kind of makes you feel a, a certain way and it's like, okay, well, how do I measure up? Or like, am I doing... Do I account myself as equal looks wise in this relationship as should be, sort of speak? Yeah, does that make sense? Yes. And I'm, it sounds very weird because I know, I, again, no, our relationship is not based on like who looks better, anything like that. So right. I don't want that to be the impression, but it's just something that goes off in my head sometimes because of just things that I've noticed or things that I've seen. Yeah, I think you definitely measure up, and I think that that's evident. I feel like you have from, to say that. So no, I feel okay. like you definitely measure up, and I think that that is something that is evident through um, your partner. Like, your partner obviously, you know, right. thinks that you look great and um, is attracted to you and all of that stuff. So with it, it shouldn't necessarily matter what anyone else is thinking mm-hmm. of whether or not how you two are, if you guys are at the equal hot meter or hot level. Right. Um, it's it's really dependent on what your partner thinks. That's true. And clearly from the stories I hear, there's no issue with that. So what stories you be hearing? Honey, these walls been talking. <laughs> these walls ain't got nothing to say. But I think, no, to, to you know, to wrap this up, I think that you have to kind of stay focused on on that piece. That is a that is the type of insecurity that can manifest itself right. into something really a little unhealthy. more toxic. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. so I think you have to kind of stay focused on what you know. What is your partner feeling, and what does your partner think? It shouldn't right. matter what the random who comes up to you and looks at both of you and thinks, "Oh, okay, well, what." You know, right? I'm just saying he could do better. That right. that's not important. Okay, I agree. I agree. Um, the last part of this is just friendships. Okay. How do you stack up friendship-wise and any insecurities? And the insecurity that I have in that sometimes is just, do you feel like that you're doing a good job? That's what I be telling myself sometimes. It's like As being the, a friend? Yeah. Just like reaching out, um, checking out on checking on people, making sure that, you know, the people that you consider to be in your inner circle are doing okay. well and being successful and that you're doing your due diligence to push them to there to be the best that they can be. And I feel like sometimes I don't always do that for some people and I should be. And so that's just a slight insecurity of mine as well. It's just making sure that I'm, am I a good friend or like do, do my friends think I am a good friend? Something like that. So hmm. that's all. <laughs> and he's waiting for me to be like you're a good friend I'm waiting I'm not giving it to him <laughs> I'm not gonna do it waiting no the thing about that is is that I think especially with friendships and both relationships both of these will tell you no one's gonna stay in a friendship or a relationship where they're not getting out of it what they're putting in that's true okay and if you see friends if you see people in relationships taking steps back that obviously means one or two things that obviously they're not getting something out of this mm-hmm. or there's, you know, there's um something 
being underlined. It's not being talked about. Mm -hmm. And so out of one of those two things, you kind of, you're going to have to kind of dissect to figure out which one it is. But especially with friends, you know, they say, you know, fair weather friends, if people are not getting a certain um, level of um, effort that they're putting in, they're not going to be able to stay in into right. that relationship. Okay. Now, the one thing that you have is friends that have been with you that, you know, have stood the test of time. Right. And you get a pass regardless of whatever's going on, whatever you may be going through, whatever they may be going through. Those friends, I feel like, will stick with you regardless of whatever, mm-hmm. you know. It could be that we haven't talked in two months, but as soon as we get back together, it's immediately back like right. it was. So I get with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Look, listening to this now, it's felt kind of like self-service and it wasn't meant to be at all. Child, it yeah. was just more so of a, well, let's acknowledge some of these insecurities that some people might have. If anybody listening, you have any insecurities in one of these areas, let us know on our Instagram page in the comments and what those are or send us a dm and the cold pop right because you're not gonna board. keep doing these therapy sessions and guys and them under we doing cold pop honey i'm gonna start billing <laughs> my invoice will be in the mail don't you have to have like a degree and i do that to be and i do okay i'm like certified all right well let's take one more break and then when we come back let's it's... go to fizz or flat Here we go. So let's get into it. It's fist or flat time. It is our standing segment with yes. every episode of Cold Pop. Um, we're going to go through some of pop culture's biggest moments throughout the week and past couple of weeks and rate them of whether or not they deserve a fizz or a flat or a flat. What you got? All first? right. So first up, um, I did not. I want to repeat. I did not watch the MTV movie and Neither TV and online streaming uh, and what? everything else awards Who i'm trying to what? right mtv has been trying to put together everything but with the mtv movie and tv awards i did not watch the actual um the production Show. but one of the things that i was able to catch was lizzo's performance of <laughs> juice so good oh my gosh so and so good. if you haven't seen it do yourself a favor and get over to youtube and watch this performance Lizzo pays tribute to Sister Act 2. La, and, la, 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 And does it in a way that is amazing, la, creative, la, la. that engages the audience and really makes and brings us all back to that um, choir competition that they had towards the end of the film. You want to know, I yelled, when I watched the performance, I yelled at the part that we always used to like do. Yeah. The teacher said, take, take off, off your, your robes. robes. Yeah, <laughs> I, exactly. I, I was like, I was immediately. Like, and it's exactly it was one of those moments where you immediately kind of <laughs> jump into it and things right. like that and it was i mean they brought the same choreography it that was, was in the actual movie and it was just it was a moment and then so she goes and she starts singing juice slowly right um i kind of had an idea that that was happening the, like what she was doing yeah. that but and then the camera cuts to 
the moment of the, Lizzo says, take off your robes. <laughs> and they kind of come all out in 90s gear. Right. And they're, they're doing the song. And it's just, it's super fun. It's super lively. And it's cutting to celebrities in the audience singing along. Then we get to the breakdown moment where it's like the la That's la, what everybody la, was la, going la, crazy. La. Because... And then everyone starts going crazy. And like Lizzo's directing the audience at this point. While twerking the at the same time. Twerking. Directing like, okay, and twerking but at the same time. It was just, it was, it was definitely an epic moment. In the vein where I've seen award shows and award show performances not necessarily stand up um, to what we've seen or what to what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, when, I, when you think about the Paula Abduls, when you think about the Beyonce's, the Janet Jackson's and everyone, this was something that I think will stand the test of time and people will come back to on YouTube for years and I years down so. the road. It was good. So that definitely, for me, deserves a fizz. Total fizz for me. And Whoopi Goldberg even like went on The View the next day and was so, like, baby... Tell me uh, Sister Act 2 doesn't stand the test of time. She was like, kudos to you, baby girl. Right. You did that. And so it was But not really kudos good. to Bella Thorne. <laughs> uh, I'm going to move on. Shame. Sister Mary fake. <laughs> Sister Mary Clarence. I am not. What did she say? Um, she said, I am I'm not a showgirl. I'm a, a headliner. I, I am not now, nor have I ever been a showgirl. That's it. I am a headliner, yes. darling. All right, what else you got? All right, so Nicki Minaj has just released Megatron. The video came out earlier today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... Meh. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Meh. I was trying to figure out a, a nice way to catch. I think it's a nice summer bop. I think it sure. gives a good little reggaeton kind of, you know, slow wind. It's, got, it's definitely got a slow wind. She looks amazing in the video. Always. Here's what I'll say. And I've said this, I just said this to you a minute ago. I'll say this about Rihanna and I'll say this about Nikki. I want them to do more music like that. Like okay. within their culture, like where they're from. You know, more Barbadian music or Trinidad and Tobago music. Mm. Stuff like that. Okay. I feel like that's the stuff that really sells. Like if you've noticed, whenever Rihanna does something sort of like that, like Man Down or Rude Boy or something like that, they're hits. Like they're one of they're some of her most popular songs. And I think the same thing reigns true of Nicki Minaj because Pound the Alarm was a bop. It was a big hit. And so I think doing more stuff like that, I think, serves them well and serves her well. As far as Megatron goes, I mean, it's cool. It ain't like a hit. Yeah, I think Baby Girl gonna have to come a lot harder in the yeah. day where it's just not it's just not her anymore. Mm-mm. So you're not the only one. You got Cardi B, you got Meg The Stallion, you have all these girls coming up. I want to see her evolve. I don't think come, I've seen her we gotta, evolve. We got to do something else. We got to yeah. switch it up. She's not evolved as much as I think she should. As long as she's been out, like I feel like I think there's still... been some. I mean, what looks wise? So she not took off the wise, she took off the colored wigs and started wearing her natural. I hair. mean, I think that okay. there. I think her music has definitely had some evolving moments for sure. Hmm. Uh, I think Nicki came out started very um, poppy pop. Oh really? I don't yeah. think so. Itty bitty I think piggy so. was not pop. not itty bitty piggy. But when I'm thinking of what's the um, super bass and like well that she some of those she wouldn't come out some that of those was like, like a second album some of those like poppy. Um, think, I've, I've seen some. I've okay. seen some movement and some growth. Are you talking about um, um, what's that one song? Let's go to the beach, beach. I mean, all of that. I think that there's been some growth. That's that's those songs definitely put her on the map. But like since then, what? Like what? 
I mean, I'm just saying. I I don't think it's all been one note. I've seen some. Oh change. no. Okay. Well, I got. Let me rephrase that. I don't want to say it's all been one note, but like. I want to see her evolve from the likes of like I've seen a Lady Gaga evolve or a Beyonce evolve or a Taylor Swift hell has evolved, you know, like they've all gone through stages. But like, I feel like Nikki has just been continuously. And you have just named one all singers. Note. So, OK, give me some rap women who've evolved. Well, I mean, the who else is out there who's had a chance to evolve? I mean, all these other girls now just came out. Little Kim. I mean, Little Kim has sort of evolved. She's Foxy. not really popping. Foxy can't hear, Iggy. so Iggy, hmm, okay, okay. I mean, do you think that they've had any evolve, evolving, evolvement? Evolution. Evolution, there we go. Talking Thanks about God. me, illiterate. Girl, you was the one talking about <laughs> valedictorian the for college. I'll never let you live that Child. down. Um, but, I, I mean, I just say all of that to say that, you know, I think that she's had some growth. What do you give this? Um, I am going to give it a fizz. I actually want to see, I will be dancing to this this summer. And, and I mean, I, and I think that's the caveat is that some songs I'm a late adopter to. Um, if I hear it in the club, I could be like, oh, this is my shit. This is mm-hmm. my jam. But right now it's just giving me very meh. Yeah. I think that, I mean, she's going to have to come harder. Like, would this be my single? I don't know. No. But she might be setting us up for the one-two punch. So she might be setting us up to give us just a little taste and then hitting us hard um, in like late July, early August. I'll give this a small fizz. You a hater. Okay. What else you got? Okay. And so the next piece is that we recently just received the first snippet of... Can You Feel the Love Tonight from the live-action Lion King film. Let me tell you, Beyonce, why you have to out-sing everybody on everything. You have to do that. And I was a little nervous, to be honest I with you. I was, too. At first, I didn't want to listen to it. I was like, actually, no. Um, <laughs> because, to me, I love Childish Gambino. I love Donald Glover. Um, but he can't hold a I don't candle. Th- I don't know if he is the vocalist. No. That, but he did not sound bad. He didn't, but let's be real. Like All I heard was Beyonce in that. Right. It was definitely very And gratuitous. those extra runs and those extra little ad-libs. I mean... That's all I heard in that. But I think that, you know, you... You sign... You, you get Beyonce. You sign Beyonce on because you want <laughs> you Beyonce. Get, right. It's like, child, it's like Donald Glover was like her background singer. So you don't want Beyonce coming over there doing oohs and ahs. She <laughs> I don't do, do oohs and, and ahs. <laughs> so understanding that, I get why, you know, she had to bring it. Well. But I, I mean, once I listened to it, I was it got me a little bit more excited to see the film. You know, I've really been on the fence with a lot of these Disney remakes. Right. So you but keep telling me. after hearing this, I think I am ready to give this film a chance i think the only thing i'm nervous about is like obviously the music is a given like the music's going to be lit but how is she going to do acting wise i need to know let's see how this is going to go like is she going to like give us what we need i mean it's her voice well i mean we know that so i mean she'll have the aid of you know the the whatever the animal you still have CGI. to emote though yeah you still have to i think you will of course and some but passion i think she, she's gonna have some aids <laughs> to make that happen okay well i mean i'm div- i already told you i wanted to go see the movie anyway so i'm yeah. i'm excited okay i'm excited to see john oliver i'm excited to see james l jones uh reprise his role 
I'm yeah. excited to see Billy Eichner and what's his name? I don't know if I'm excited to see Timon Billy. and Pumbaa. But I think Billy's going to surprise us because we'll Billy's see. already a singer anyway. It comes he? from that Broadway background a okay. little bit. But I forget who plays Pumbaa, though. I don't know. I don't remember either. I have no clue who that is. So, and then I don't know who plays young Nala and young Simba either. Um, and yeah, then, I have no clue. Chiwetel Ejiofor is playing Scar, so that'll be interesting. Ah, okay. So... Um, but no, I'm excited, excited to see it. So I think it'll be interesting. I'd give us a total fizz. All right. Oh, Seth Rogen's being Pumbaa. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, so. I could see that. We'll see. Um, I, it's definitely got me um, in the mood um, to watch the film. And I'm definitely feeling the love. Thank you, Beyonce. Pun intended. <laughs> um, All right. Can we talk about one more fizz or flat? Sure. What you got? So RuPaul came out with a talk show this week. Uh, yes, I've caught it. Oh. I've had the opportunity <laughs> to see it. Um, yes, I have seen the tights and they were ripped. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did we think about said talk show? Um, what are your thoughts? I'll, I'll say this. I really wanted this talk show to win. I really want RuPaul to win. Such an icon, such a talent and has um, devoted so much to the world of pop culture. But unfortunately it's a no for me dog. Um, here's okay. So I'm trying to like wrap my, I agree. This is a flat for me, but I what for the life of me. And, and I'm trying to like put myself in his shoes of, you know, you have this history career as a drag queen and like has become like the your name is synonymous with drag right. queen. And to like try to separate yourself from that. I could see where you felt like being a drag queen has only put you in a box and you're trying to diversify yourself, but I don't quite feel like this is the way to go about it. Like I like what I know RuPaul is amazing at is being a drag queen. And mm -hmm. like she's iconic in that and she's very notable in and that. And a businessman. And biz right. But like what I what I feel like would have made this show work is the drag. I feel like if he if this was the RuPaul show and RuPaul in drag, because of the the vortex of drag that we're in right now, I think this would have been a runaway hit. But because it's just RuPaul, it's not as interesting. I don't know if I would have necessarily got the same. Um, I don't know if it would have helped if he was in drag or not. To me, it wouldn't. The mm -hmm. formula is what I have the issue with. Oh, okay. It's, it's, the it's, the, it's that we're in daytime television. And it's very much, you know, it's... The format that I'm seeing, that I keep seeing with these black men, um, it's not working. Mm -hmm. This, you know, kind of bringing on your friends, bringing, you know, I saw very similar things that came out of the Steve Harvey show, uh -huh. which is now canceled, canceled and not here anymore. Um, but daytime television, it is a very, very tricky thing. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to pull out all the stops and all of the pushes. And for me to get on this show and to see... Michelle Visage, um, Ross Matthews, a lot of these same faces. And then the guests have also been... I mean, the, I've seen, like, Monica was on there. James Corden was on there. There's been a lot of celebra other celebrities and, and stuff I, on there. I, but mm -mm, I, I haven't seen the um, guests that are going to... Outside of James Corden, I'd probably give you... That's probably his most high-profile 
high, high profile um, as of yet. I haven't seen the guests that would be pulling eyes away from other, Michael and Kelly, from right. The View, from you know, from some of these other daytime talk shows. Right. And I think that that is where we're having an issue with. I see RuPaul more as a late night host. Oh, really? To be honest with you. Hmm. I see RuPaul as more of a late night host. Interesting. I don't see him as a daytime television um, person. I see, and I know he's done late night before, but I see it more as a late night and kind of keeping that traditional format of late night. I think that that right. could totally work. Right. Okay. A mix That's between a mix between the Tonight Show and Watch What Happens Live. Right. Um, and you know things of that nature. Right. That's where, I, that's where I see him and not having to be in drag. That's mm-hmm. where I see him doing well, personally. See, I just, I want to see him. Like, I enjoy Rue not being in drag, but, like, I enjoy it. It's because it's so polar opposite of how he is in his normal life. Rue in drag, just just this, you, like, you can't help but watch. You can't, like, it's polarizing. And then you also and have like to kind that. of save some of that. You know what you I mean? Do. You kind of have to save some of that. And I think that that's, you know, the beauty of Drag Race. It gives us an opportunity to see that aspect and that side. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I, I can totally that. understand wanting to protect that and keep that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, yeah, this is not, this is not what I would have imagined for him. You know, as, as much as people talk about her, you got to, like, you got to give it up. Like, Wendy Williams, like, She's killing it in the, the the daytime. Like she doesn't have all of the stellar guests that other sh- that the other daytime shows and stuff have, but yet she's been on for ten seasons because she's found a formula that works for her. Yeah, and like has become pretty iconic, and it's all centered around hot topics. True, like hot topics is her show, which I know? don't think is Ruth's kind of thing. No, I don't think so either. Ruth I'm is just a saying, friend, yeah, of many celebrities, absolutely. So. But I'm just saying that to a stance of like it's hard to nail a format down. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. We've yep. seen many, plenty of many daytime talk shows come and go oh, because yeah. they can't nail a formula down that gets people to watch. Yeah. And so, I, it's I, it's a fizz. It's a flat for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, it's sad to say, but I don't think he's going to make it past the six week sneak peek. We'll see what happens if it makes it six weeks. And shit, Rue, if, if you do have us on the show, damn right. it, I'll show you how to do it. We'll bring eyeballs. <laughs> All right, I guess that's all we got for Fizz or Flat. So, what is your what is your overview of this episode? What are we thinking? Um, overview of the episode. And try to stay away from a dissertation again. I don't know. So, first off, <laughs> let me correct you. Let me stop you right there. Here we go. Because I never have any dissertations. Mm-hmm. Um, I speak the truth, mm-hmm. and that's what it is, beloved. That's the truth, Bruce. Okay. Um, but I don't think I have any... Um, big overarching things. I really enjoyed you kind of opening up and being a little vulnerable with your insecurities. Um, But one of the things that I will kind of see and one of the things that I will say, we're all trying to pull um, something out to kind of mask those insecurities. Right. And whether it be Portia, you know, creating a fake relationship to get get a baby, to get a baby, to mask whatever that, or Cardi B acting (laughs) out and lunging out to hide her insecurities. We all have insecurities, and we have to really be mindful of how we check that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that's probably my big takeaway. Come on, you better say that. I don't even got anything to add to that. Honey, Come on. That's why they pay me. Say that. <laughs> Wait, you're getting paid? Yes, ma'am. Ooh, and I oop. <laughs> Check your email. Check your email. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, you can follow us as always on all the socials. What is it, Cold Pop Show? Yes. On Instagram, and then you can follow me at Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end on Instagram and Twitter. And I am on Instagram at Trenton Rashad and on Twitter at Trenton RD. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you all next week on Cold Pop. All right. Grab you a glass. Bye.